You're listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Age, featuring Chagisk's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're very welcome to our Let's Talk uh, Dairy webinar here uh, this morning. Now, we're going to hand over now to uh, talk to Don Crowley. Don is a colleague of my own based down in Chagisk in Clonakilty. And Don is involved with uh, the stewardship of three of the joint programs down in uh, West Cork and into Kerry, the Kerry program, the Carberry program, and the Dairy Gold program. Don, what kind of a role have you got with those programs? What do you do with those uh, farmers that you, you meet with in those programs? Basically, George, I'm working, I'm working with the milk quality advisors on the particular crops, and we're dealing okay. with milk quality issues then in the fa- at farm level. Um, okay. From cell right through to Tamadurks and TBCs. Okay. And no, no end of the work down there, Don. Is there plenty of plenty of challenges and issues popping up the whole yeah. time? Yeah, we won't be done out of a job at all. Yeah, plenty issues. issues. Very good. So, listen, why is cell count? We're going, to, we're going to focus with you, Don, a bit on on cell count and maybe keeping it down for you know the springtime of the year. But why is cell count important uh, for for dairy farmers? First of all. So it's important to them from an economic point of view and from a mental point of view because it has a huge mental challenge and cost themselves with the financial cost is very significant as well from the point of view of probably every case. My size is costing between 250 to 350 probably per case. Yeah. Um, every 100,000 or over 100, you're losing 2% of milk yield. So, you know, when you're lacking about efficiencies inside the herd, there are huge costs in it. I suppose the industry as a buyer as well use it as a barometer for, for sourcing milk. And, they, you know, they make an assumption that herds under 200,000 are very well-run herds. But um, I suppose we can't underestimate either. Like, there's a huge mental cost to this as well. It really wrecks fellas' heads, like, you know. It absolutely wrecks people's heads altogether. Yeah. High cell count. Then getting good cows turned up at the last night is a killer altogether. Yeah, coming out of nowhere, like, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's a, I'm going to say there's a mental cost which there is mm. there's an economic cost and then there's a kind of a buyer of the milk uh, awareness of the whole relevance of cell count as an indicator of the quality with which farms are operating yeah yeah. John what would be a good target uh, cell count for say March April time of the year you know spring calving hurts predominantly yeah it, it, it's it's a very it's a tricky one because Really, I suppose what we need as we're going on, we would have said under 200,000 would be a good barometer. But to be honest, we need to be hitting around 100,000 now to give us that leeway going forward, especially with, I suppose, number one, to reduce the level of infection inside the herd. And we're losing this crutch of the antibiotic in our herds as well, like with the use selective and the, the, you know, the takeaway of blanket use of antibiotics. And it has to be more selective. So we have to reduce the level of infection inside the herd. So really the 100,000 is, is our new 200,000 because yeah. to give us that little bit of leeway that we can mitigate against the use of antibiotics, mitigate against these cell count problems. No, cell count herds obviously are issues as well. You know, and we'll be talking about that in a second, but yeah. 100,000 really, I suppose, Charles, is your, is your barometer. That's a fair old target to achieve, Don, isn't it? No, it's tough going. It is, uh, yeah. It is, uh, yeah. So what are you actually seeing out there? So the 100 is the target, but what are you kind of seeing out there, Don, uh, at farm level at the moment, the last couple of months? Um, I suppose we're seeing, definitely there has been a big improvement on clinical cases and mastitis because February has been so good. Because yeah. a lot of the clinical cases we get in the spring would be environmental types of mastitis in um, strep uberus, E. coli, no, those yeah. type of mastitis. Yeah. Whereas a lot of farmers took the advantage of hitting, hitting for country and that's it. But 
Cellcone has been an issue. Cellcone has deteriorated across the co-ops. It has slipped. Three main reasons, selective dry co used inappropriately, and once a day milking inappropriately and for too long. Probably the third one, which is coming up a lot because um, milk and is not serviced. Liner's not changed. You know, the basic mechanics of that. That's, that's the thing. And I suppose the fourth one really then is chronic cows that should have been cold coming back into the system. The wrong cows. Look, if you go back over one or two of those, how long is too long for once a day? You see, the, the, the point, it, it started with fellas that they go once a day until they can deliver into the tank. And it's on yeah. a herd-to-herd basis. So if I'm finishing off, I look at it in last season. If I'm finishing off at three, four, five hundred thousand trying off, which is a lot of fellas yeah. would, I can't realistically start once a day unless I know what I'm at. So mm-hmm. fellas don't have a clue what they're at until they deliver it into the tank. That could take 10, 10, 10 days, two weeks. By the time there's enough cows calves to fill the tank. It, and it varies from herd to herd. So... Yeah like samples to the tanks. So that's why you should be paddle testing from the start or at least taking samples down to the co-op on a regular base from the bull tank, you know, before or from the milk that's been taken to the calves that you can have an idea where you're at. So yeah. it varies from herd to herd, the short and long of it, George, is for a lot of herds a week to 10 days is tops. If you want to correct it, what we're seeing with herds that have done too long, they're not correcting like they'd have expected. You know, when they go to twice a day, they say, geez, this thing will correct away itself. It's holding. Yeah. It's holding bad, and they're saying, geez, what's going on here? I know, no? I know, very good. The story then with the sale liners, you reckon they should be changed at the start, do you? Well, I, I think it is an awful lot of the high cell count herds are Staphorius type herds, and if I shut yeah. down and I have last year's liners, it's the only part coming in contact with the cow. So we've split liners and swabbed them, and we the following season, even though they've been washed, and you will get colonies of Staphorius growing inside them. So, yeah. you, know, you know, for naive cows, you know, look, if you're milking through, there's no advantage. You know what I mean? Because you're, the cows are going to bring the infection through. But if you're shutting down, it's a fierce opportunity missed. You know, yeah. 2,000 milkings would definitely, for any for that shuts down, if they think for next year, no, they're milking away now at this stage. But even if they haven't, they should be changing now, yeah? If they haven't, they'll change them. Okay. And tell us the one that had there, came up there, you're talking about culling cows, or not culling cows, they should have been called. Yeah. What, what kind of cow would you target for culling? What are the real problem cows? Well, all right, look at any as cold calf down. She was in trouble last year, let's say, right? I gave her a dry coat. She's in trouble again this year. The age is against her. Get rid of them. They've got to go. She's after going through, because fellas would ring me up and they say, Could I, what will I treat this cow with? And I say, was she high last year? And she's got her kept within her bow of the clocks or whatever she got. Yeah. And she's still in trouble. Well, she's chronic. Get rid of her. Cow, that's repeat cases of mastitis, clot in the first couple of pulls and then the milk is fine. Goes away for a couple of weeks. Get rid of them. And the third one you have to be careful of is the ones that were high last year, but they're low at the very start. And a month or six weeks into it, then they go high because there's a little abscess inside in the other that pops. The antibiotic will kill everything around the anti- abscess. The abscess will ripen and pop inside the other. Next thing, she's a millionaire. And you don't think she's a millionaire. You know? But the problem with them, Don, is those cows will will <clears throat> infect all those around them, won't they? They will, yeah, because that's why they call it a cow-associated bug. Mm-hmm. This cow will spread it to next eight cows if I've eight rows. So back right control sack to the next back right. So if I milk it through the back legs, that's why you'll see the pattern when you'll paddle test them. A lot of back rights, like liners, yeah. liners, liners, through the liners, yeah. yeah. Okay. So look, at if you're, we're starting off here now with a relatively clean slate, we're into March, but it's only early March. Yeah. Cows are making on average about two or three weeks at this stage. Yeah. What steps can we take now for this spring to keep the cell count down? What's the, what's the number one, two, and three? Well, the first thing in there is establish where you're at. So line up milk garden as quick as you can, right? Okay. So I, at least I know what's the story. Paddle test every cow that's calving from now on. 
let's say you haven't, you have 80% care now at this stage. We'll just say for argument. Yeah. We'll make a policy, I'm going to paddle test the next 20. I'll milk a card the other 80%, so I know where that is. So that's the first thing. So I know where, where I'm at. If you can't milk a card, just start picking off bits and pieces until your man can fit in or you can't fit in and just try and establish who's the high ones. Because you've calves there. You might as well be starting to sell out with calves. You know the high ones and stop it spreading. They're, they're, the second thing then is, if you're dealing with, oh, my cell count's good, but I'm getting a lot of clinical cases, mastitis, which is happening. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to get into the practice of taking a sample of every clinical case of mastitis. Because it, 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 every case, I don't care whether you send it to lab or not, but at least you have options if there's a sample there. So what, the only reason you remember is if you put the sample bottle into the box of tubes. When you're going for the yeah. tubes, the bottle's in the way, take your sample, tuber, cow number, date, quarter, freeze it. And, you know, and, and you, you, everything is good. You can record it because the samples are. Number two, you'll clean the teeth before you put up the tube, which farmers don't do. And they're wondering yeah. then why tubes don't work, mm. you know. Uh, and three, you know what you're dealing with. You can send samples off to the lab. You have options. You have options if you have a sample. Because every farmer says to me, Jesus, I had a treat before I thought to take you a sample. Yeah. Make it a policy. Stick the sample bottle in the box of tubes. You can't go too far wrong. You can't. You can't. Don't be looking for it either, you know. No, and buy a permanent background, put it into the box of tubes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know? So they're, they're your main steps anyway. Then. I, I, I find the cows, take the Identify sample. the cows, take the sample, and then the third and final thing is stop the spread. You keep them last. The big herds will keep them last because they'll have a separate group, antibiotic group. The smaller herds, they'll be in the middle of them, so you dip the clusters. Okay. You have to mitigate against the spread. What's going to stop that cow spread to the next eight, one, five, eight rows? Yeah. Dipper or keeper last. Some fellas, if they're very diligent and they have a good drafting system, they let them in the main herd. They don't milk her. The gate will draft her out and she'll come back around to the last one. Not enough farmers are using the facilities that they have. But they're saying, ah, fuck it, I'll milk her away because I want the hassle to put it in the last one. Well, if you're diligent, if you want even rows, so what difference does it make? Do you know what I mean? If, if if you have five high cows and you have a good drafting gate, just mm. don't milk them, draft them, and whip them around to the last one. You don't have to go dipping clusters then. That's right. Go you on the last row. Yeah. Use the technology you have. Very good. And listen, Don, the question I have here then. Sorry, if anyone has any questions, just stick them into the chat function there, the, that question and answer box, and we'll, we'll try and get Don to answer those questions. It's always your chance. Don, the last question I have for you listed here is, how important is the breeding? Breeding is coming upon us now in the next month or so. You place a lot of emphasis on, on the breeding side of the house in terms of mastitis resistance. Just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, Judge. I, I, you know, I had, I've been doing workshops with co-ops and we'd meet farmers one-to-ones, you know. We go through yeah. the milk recordings. Amazing. Like when you click in on the profiles and you'll open up the co-card, the high cell counts are generally negative on health. The health sub-indexes are way more robust than we think. There's 141,000 records being submitted to this ICBF in 2022. 40,000 yeah. of them roughly were cell count records. If we could get the records in, it would be a huge issue. So what I would be saying to farmers is, I personally think there's no room for negative health bulls inside your selection criteria. The higher the positive, the better. Of course, if there's a very good bull, an exceptionally good bull, plus two, three, four, but you see all the modern bulls, they're up 10, 15, 20 health. It's, uh, the AI companies see the relevance of the health. And that's, if you look, there's family lines in it. There is a genetic component to it. You know, you look at antibiotics being pulled from us. We need to start be breeding more. And you look at Donaberry's work. It does stand up. It yeah. does. They have TB inside it now. They have fluke. They have health. They have lameness. Or somatic cell count and lameness. And so the message is try and breed for health when you're breeding as well. Among oh, the definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Or, like you you short term, medium, long term goal. That's a long term goal, but like yeah. it's very, very significant. Very yeah. significant. Yeah, but we saw the old work with the Norwegian Reds. They were they were selecting for Selkan for years and it did it did follow through with them. They tend to be more resistant. Ah, uh, they were. They that's one thing they were. Jesus, they were very healthy, like you know. Mike they might kick the arms off you, but they were yeah, more healthy. Yeah, they the temperament wasn't <laughs> an issue, but boy <laughs> God, they were healthy, you know. Exactly. Don, you're you're busy enough at the moment. So your your parting message for our group here. If there's any questions popping in, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if not we're going to we're going to wrap it in a minute. Your parting message, Don, for people, your parting one, two, and three now for the rest of the spring to keep cell countdown. One is what? Milk a card. Okay. Protect Number the herd from the high ones. Okay. Take a sample. Sample, 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 sample. Perfect. Okay. So there are the three things. Milk a card, protect the herds from the problem cows, and sample. And Take sample of that. Do the panel if you haven't it. Do the panel if you haven't it done. Okay. That's but we're testing the machine and testing the machine the change the line Perfect. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Don. I little Don, I, I made a confession at the start to you that I listened to you all day, even <laughs> if you are from West Cork. You know what I mean? Waffling <laughs> is good. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next week we have a change of uh, presenter. We'll have Patrick going talking to uh, a dairy farmer next Thursday. I'm not around next Thursday, so Patrick is going to take over the mantle for, for next week and uh, same time, same place and uh, the very best luck and safe farming to you all in the, me- in the meantime. And thanks so much, Don, for coming on the show here this morning. Thanks, Josh. Bye now. That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series and don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs and thanks for listening.